Hey everybody, welcome back to Mission Forge, where we engage, empower, and elevate in the real estate industry. And today I want to talk about SBF, the Sam Bankman Freed story, which has recently caught my interest just because it has so much to do with real estate. And this is a real estate topic-centered podcast, and so I went ahead and did some research and have some fun things to share with you. Most of it is going to be me just reading from articles that I read, but uh, first I'll, I'll share with you why I'm interested in the story. Number one, the most recent thing that caught me is that um, he was being bonded um, uh, for his al- alleged crimes. He was being bonded out based on his parents' Stanford home, which is estimated uh, to be worth about $4 million. The bond is $250 million. Um, I'm sorry, the bail is $250 million, and the bond is in part tied to his parents' home. So we'll get a lot more into that. And then also the, the use of the word commingling uh, was floating around in the stories. And that's a big no-no word in the real estate world. So that caught my interest. And then um, lastly, that, and I don't have a ton of information on this, but there was alleged use of funds to buy real estate in other countries such as the Bahama, Bahamas. So let me just start by um, sharing information that I found on the house in the Stanford area. I did actually find the address, but I'm not going to share that um, because I just don't think it's my place to do that. I don't want any uh, be the cause of any you know, buddy going to the house or anything like that, but I'll tell you all that I found out about the house. Um, so the the most common thing being reported is that the home is estimated to be worth about $4 million, according to Zillow. So uh, being that I found the address, I was able to check out others. If that's just an AVM or an automated value um, system. So I checked realtor.com and that says about $3.2 million. And since they're automated, it's not uncommon for these things to be different. The truth can be one of those. It can be somewhere in the middle. It can be higher. It can be lower. And so much just depends on what's going on inside the house and and in the local market and and whatever the particulars are in the area. What we know about the house is it's um, on or adjacent to a campus, a college campus, well-known Stanford University. Um, it says that the parents bought the cozy four-bedroom, three-bath home in 1992 for $700,000. Um, and for a just an inflation dollars, those would be about a million and a half dollars in today's money. Um, what do we know about it? It's approximately an acre, which is a large lot, you would think, uh, for, for California. Um, there's an in-ground pool. And then pulled from a rental listing, um, the home's expansive windows look out onto a verdant backyard, which has a swimming pool. Inside the home features hardwood floors, floor-to-ceiling bookshelves, and a grand piano. Um, I know here that the grand piano probably wouldn't go towards the value just because it's not uh, part of the real estate. It's a it's a thing that can be separated from the house. Um, the rental estimate is $8,300 a month. Um, Realtor.com has it as a four bed. Zillow has it as a five bedroom. 
Uh, Realtor.com has it as a two and a half bath. Zillow has it as a three bath. The square footage reported of living space is consistent across all platforms at 3,092. And the lot is reported in a few different places as three different numbers. I found it as 0.89 acres, 0.9 acres, and one acre. Um, let's see, it's a single family. It was built in 1918. It is in some type of historic district. Um, interestingly, the county records have it totally assessed at 1.785 million. So that's a $1,785,898. Um, if you're interested in the breakdown, the land is estimated, I'm not sorry, not estimated, is tax assessed at $1,166,457. And the improvements on the land are $619,441. So further diving into the tax records, um, here are some special area policies and information and zoning. Zoning is um, R1S-N3. I don't have an exact explanation of what that is, but the best I can tell is it has some, something to do with education and generally the R we know means residential. Um, but you can see there's some sub subsections there, N3. We just I just don't have that information. But it could have to do with this. We know that it's in a San Juan Historic Survey area. Building permit applications for buildings older than 50 years require a Stanford assessment to evaluate if the building structure appears to be eligible for inclusion in the historic resource inventory. It is also part of the Stanford Community Plan Use Designation, which is Academic Campus in Campus Residential Low Density. Uh, fire Responsibility Area, which is the LRA, I guess that means if it gets on fire, the fire department will come 100%. Um, it's in a wildland urban interface. I don't know what that is. Um, it, it is a geohazard space of county fault rupture hazard zone. It is also a geohazard county landslide hazard zone. Um, and then it says historic parcel, no. Um, and then it's a FEMA flood zone, level D, 100%. Then it is in a watershed for the San Francisco Bay. Um, the typical rain is 19 inches. I'm assuming that's per year. Um, the nearest named creek is Stanford Channel, which is uh, 3,258 feet away. And the nearest lake is Felt Lake, which is... 9,392 9, feet away. So anyways, now back to the story. I'm going to read to you some snippets from articles that I found. Just so you, I read, you know, 10 or 12 articles and I just copied out things that I found to be very interesting. And I included small little things just to help identify who the players are. So uh, Sam Bankman Freed, SBF, will be back at home, the home he grew up in, in a house in the middle of Stanford's campus, according to federal political filings that disclose the address. He will remain under house arrest, but can leave for substance abuse treatment, exercise, and mental health purposes. 
the U.S. District Judge Gabriel Gorenstein signed off on the deal Thursday, allowing the disgraced FTX founder and ex-CEO who is staring down a slew of charges which carry a sentence of up to 115 years to leave New York for his home state. In granting him the pretrial release, Gorenstein said Bankman-Fried had achieved sufficient notoriety that it would be impossible for him to engage in further financial schemes or to hide without being recognized. Nicholas Roos, a prosecutor, told Gorenstein that the bail package would require Bankman-Fried to surrender his passport and remain in the home confinement at his parents' home in Palo Alto, California. He also was required to undergo regular mental health treatment and evaluation. Cohen, who is the SBF attorney, agreed with the prosecutor's proposed bail conditions. He noted that Bankman-Fried's parents, both Stanford law professors, would co-sign the bond and post equity in their home as assurance for his return to court. Both appeared at the hearing. The record-breaking bond would be partially secured by Bankman. This is another article. The, the record-breaking bond would be partially secured by Bankman Freed's parents' interest in their five-bedroom, three-bath home, which Zillow estimates to be worth north of four million dollars and that equity would have to be paid within three weeks gorenstein said my client remained where he was he made no effort to flee cohen the sbf attorney said the bond is meant to ensure that if sbf flees the government would confiscate the family assets including their palo alto home up to 250 million dollars Reuters could not determine the family's total net worth. Bankman Freed said at the New York Times conference on November 30th, following the charges of the collapse, that he had $100,000 in his bank account. Roos, the prosecutor, said that evidence at trial would consist of testimony from multiple cooperating witnesses, Ellison and Wang, I inserted that, as well as thousands of pages of written communications. Just after hours after SBF's plane left from the Bahamas, Damian Williams, the top federal prosecutor in Manhattan, announced that two of SBF's closest associates, uh, former Alameda CDO Karen, Caroline Ellison and FTX co-founder Gary Wang, had pleaded guilty and were cooperating with prosecutors. The alleged crypto grifter, will be able to leave his parents' house for exercise, mental health, and substance abuse treatment. He will also be allowed to shop online, but is banned from making any non-sanctioned payments above $1,000 that aren't legal fees, prosecutors said. Assistant U.S. Attorney, the prosecutor, Nick Roos, argued in favor of the house arrest, saying that, in fact, Bankman Freed voluntarily consented to extradition from the Bahamas and should that should be given weight. His $250 million bond is 25 times larger than the collateral that officials demanded from disgraced Ponzi scheme financier Bernie Madoff in 2009. Judge Gabrielle Gorenstein, same judge giving bail to SBF. Damian Williams, lead prosecutor with Roos, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York and Michael Driscoll, 
the assistant director in charge of the FBI announced the extradition of SBF yesterday from the Bahamas. So this is stepping back a little bit. Also unsealed are the guilty pleas of Caroline Ellison, former CEO of Almeida, and Gary Wang, co-founder of FTX. Ellison and Wang pled guilty before U.S. District Judge Johnny, Ronnie Abrams on December 19th to charges arising from their participation in schemes to defraud FTX customers and investors and related crimes and are cooperating with the government. Mr. Williams praised the investigative work of the FBI and thanked the FBI for its partnership in the extradition of Mr. SBF and its investigation of wrongdoing associated with Almeida and FTX. Williams thanked the Bahama, Bahamas government as well as the United States Embassy in the Bahamas for their extraordinary efforts in the arrest and return of the defendant to the U.S. to face these charges. He also expressed the appreciation and assistance of the Justice Department's Office of International Affairs. The case is being handled by the Offices of Security and Commodities Fraud Task Force. The Assistant U.S. Attorney Nicholas Roos and Daniel Sassoon are in charge of the prosecution. The Money Laundering and Transitional Criminal Expert Enterprises Unit and the U.S. Attorneys Samuel Raymond and Thane Reen are also contributing to the investigation. The allegations of the indictment against SBF are merely accusations and the defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. Now, this is going back 10 or 12 or 14 years. The old case prosecutor, Mark Litt, who put Bernie Madoff in federal prison for running a Ponzi scheme that defrauded the investors of billions of dollars, said Friday night, current time, that it's highly unusual for SBF to be speaking publicly about the November collapse of his crypto platform FTX amid the widespread allegations of fraud. It's highly unusual for a subject of, of a high-profile criminal investigation to be conduct, conducting com media interviews and public appearances during which he discusses the conduct being investigated. Mark Litt, who prosecuted Madoff for the Southern District of New York in 2009, told The Hill. The Hill is the publication. No criminal defense attorney, Cohen in this case, I know would recommend doing that. No matter how careful SBF thinks he can be, it's almost inevitable that something he says will come back to haunt him if charges are ever brought, he said. Also from 2008, New York. December 17, bail conditions for Bernie Madoff, the financier accused of one of the biggest frauds in Wall Street history, have been modified to include electronic monitoring, according to court documents released Wednesday. U.S. Attorney Court Magistrate Judge Gabrielle Gorenstein, the same judge giving bail to SBF, said Madoff's wife Ruth was required to surrender her passport by noon on Thursday and said the hearing scheduled for Wednesday was canceled. In light of the order and the agreement, both of both the defendant and the government to, to the changes in the bail conditions, there is no need for a further hearing on bail today. The judge's written order said, accordingly, the hearing is canceled. All right, winding down. Um, there is more. SBF's parents, Stanford law professors, Joseph Bankman and Barbara Freed are reportedly listed 
as signatories on a beach house in the Bahamas. SBF claimed he didn't know how a 16.4 million, remember the house in, in uh, California is 4 million. They apparently owned one in the Bahamas for 16.4 million. Sam Bankman-Fried claimed he didn't know how a 16.4 million Bahamas mansion got listed under his parents' names, insisting, insisting that it was meant to house staffers from his now defunct FTX cryptocurrency exchange. I don't know the details of the house for my parents, SBF told the New York Times. Andrew Ross Sorkin via Zoom at a newspaper deal book summit in the New York City on Wednesday. I, don't, I know it was not intended to be their long-term property. It was intended to be the company's property. I don't know how that was prepared in. Bankman-Fried's parents, the Stanford Law professors, Joseph and Barbara, were listed as the owners of a home in a gated community in the Bahamas. Property records show it was a vacation home. And that's all I have. So I just wanted to share all that with you. It's very interesting stuff. And as I said, it ties so much to real estate. I just couldn't help get involved. So now you know the players and some of the details. Thanks for joining me on Mission Forge.